Hello and Glory Online. Listen to today's message by Pastor Tony Ojemirin as he talks about keep walking. This morning, I want to, uh, uh, we just pray that uh, God, we, uh, we uh, encourage you and uh, just uh, speak into your life this morning. Uh, amen. Praise God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Amen. We want to, I want to talk to you. Um, uh, the title of this message is uh, Keep Walking. Um, it's something that uh, God ignited into my spirits and took me back into my journey. And I want to um, see if this word this morning can help you out, encourage you to take you to where you currently are, to where God actually wants to take you. Uh, before I, um, I preach this message, I want to um, encourage you and just want you to know that if the mountain is smooth, you could not climb that mountain. I repeat, if the mountain is smooth, it is very difficult for you to climb that mountain. The issue you face in life is not to break you, it is to make you. God wants to do a work in you. And I believe that you cannot receive a certificate unless you pass the test. And that test is the test of life. I heard recently that um, because of this uh, COVID-19, there are certain countries who have now allowed the, uh, all the schools that have been closed for quite a while now, that those children, they have now allowed them to be promoted automatically into the next class. This is an exemption. But in the school of life, you have to pass the test before you are promoted. I just want to uh, just testify, just to give you a, um, an overview of um, how I um, said bye-bye to my anxiety. We all go through things in life. Those people you see all around, whether they are successful or not, they all go through issues in their life. And um, this is way back when I was uh, 26 years old. I was in the university and I was going through issues. And when you go through issues in your life, and you go through anxiety, there are things that has caused the anxiety. It might be the issue with finance. It might be issue with um, problems. Things that uh, you are expecting has not happened. It might be issue with marriage. It might be issue with relationship. It might be issue with um, 
your education at that time, I could not even pay my school fees. I was struggling a great deal. I could not even see how I can survive. There are many things that was happening to me during that period of time. And my focus was how I can overcome all this issue, was concentrating on the issue, but I was working. I remember one day, I was so full of anxiety that I found myself, I have to trek for almost 45 minutes to the church. And I came to church, I don't, I cannot put my finger or even, I don't even know whether I heard what the pastor was preaching. You see, when you are going through depression or anxiety, you don't, you will never, never understand what is said. It will not go through. So after the service that Sunday, I found myself walking back to the campus. And when I, as I was walking back to the campus, not knowing what was happening around me because I was so consumed with my problem. As I was about to cross the road, not even knowing that I was crossing the road, a car stopped beside me nearly ran me over because I did not know what I was doing. He was abusing me, cursing me, saying all the very, all the words I have not heard before, the insult. I ran across the road and when I got back to the campus, I asked myself, I said, I nearly got run over. I said, how can this happen? I am a child of God. I began to ask God. It was almost like I found myself in the ring. The devil was just beating the daylight out of me. And I found myself flat on the floor. I got up again. He was beating the daylight out of me. I was crying out to God, but nothing happened. I was even crying out. I said, God, send me your angel. Send me Archangel Gabriel but nothing happened. Then I asked myself, I said, God, if you don't help me, I gotta help myself. That was when I became intentional. I had the Bible with me, but I was so consumed on my problem. And then the word of God resonated to my spirit, which says in the book of Colossians 3, Two, he says, set your affection on the things above, not on the things below. The things below are your problem, the difficulties, the finance, and all the various issues you are going through. Those are the things below. But God is saying, set your affection on the things above. The things above is God himself, who is the author of your solution. He is your solution. He said, set. He said, though I was walking, but my focus was on my problem, and it nearly destroyed me. I prayed. 
I prayed, but the Holy Spirit began to give me a tug in my, in my spirit. And I asked God, I said, God, you need to decluster my mind and give me clarity on what to do. And as I began to meditate upon the word of God, I asked God, I said, God, give me the now word for now. And that is when I began to meditate upon the book of Philippians. Philippians 4, verse 8. Philippians 4, verse 8 tells us, this is a call, an encouraging word from the prison. Paul was in prison, and yet he is telling those on the outside, giving a word of encouragement. He ought to be anxious. He ought to be depressed because he's about to die. Yet he is sending a word across to those who are supposed to be free and said this word to them. He said in the book of Philippians 4, 8, he said, finally, my brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are good reports, he said, if there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, he said, think or meditate on these things. Meditate on these things. I remember just, I think it was last week, I was talking to somebody and um, who is going through anxiety, just going through issue. I didn't know I prayed. We'd be praying for a long period of time for this individual. And um, looking at her situation, I don't know what to do. And I found myself taking the word of God. And I said, Regina was with me. And I said, I said, the Holy Spirit led me to this scripture, the book of Psalm 34, verse 4. He said, I prayed to the Lord, and he heard me and delivered me from all my fear. You see, fear can be very crippling. He said, he delivered me from all my fear. As we continue to meditate upon God, focus upon him, he will deliver us. The Holy Spirit impressed upon my heart to constantly bring down the stronghold. What are the strongholds? You see, quite often our mind is overwhelmed with our issue, our problem, our pain, our difficulty, our lack of finances, our unemployment. You see, our mind is so consumed with all these things. In the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 to 5, tells us this word. He said, though I walk in the flesh, I don't walk after the flesh. For the weapon of my warfare is not carnal, but mighty to the pulling down of stronghold and bringing down every imagination, every high thing that raised themselves against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought in my mind, every thought, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. My mind is being is saturated with issues, problems. 
And when I'm so consumed and concentrated on this issue that is plaguing my mind, then there will be no clarity. Even when the solution is beside me, I will not see the solution. Look at the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 1, verse 17 to 18. We don't have time. I wish we could read the entire chapter. Elkanah had two wives. Remember, we are in the new covenant. We ought not to have two wives. We are only entitled to one wife. Many of us are struggling to live with one, talk about having two. <laughs> Elkanah had two wives. One had children. The other one did not have any. And quite often, the one that had children was bullying the one that did not have. And saying, God has not blessed you. God has blessed me. Every day, she was tormenting. Penina was tormenting Hannah. Tormenting her every day. But Hannah and the husband, they go to the church every time. They go to the church. But Hannah was sad. Hannah was depressed. She was cowed down. And she came to church one Sunday. And she began to pour out her grief. She was so consumed with her problem. Focused on her problem, but at the same time was just talking to God. And while she was in the church, after the service, after one Sunday service, the pastor of the church, Eli, sat down and looked at her. He said, everybody have gone. This woman is still there. But she was saying something in her heart. Her mouth was moving, but nothing was coming out. And Eli looked at her and said, get rid of your drunkenness. You woman, what a lousy thing to say. And that from a pastor. And this woman turned and looked at him and said, I am not drunken. I am not, a, I am not an alcoholic. I'm just pouring out my heart to God. I'm sad. I'm grieved. I'm depressed. I'm full of anxiety. And the man said to him, the pastor, he said, oh, okay, if that is the case, May God answer your prayer. This woman did not latch onto the negative word the pastor said, but this woman latched onto the last word which says, May God answer your prayer. She latched onto it and she went back, she freshened herself up. And the Bible said, Her countenance, the Bible said, verse 18 said, her countenance was no longer the same way the way she came to church. She latched onto the word of God, began to meditate upon the word of God. And the Bible says, God gave her clarity. And she had Samuel and six other children. The point I am saying is that you need to hang in there. 
keep working. I remember just talking to a friend. For many years, I have been talking to a friend. Every time I called him, I said, how are you? He says, I'm hanging in there. When he calls me, and for years, he's been... So one day I called him. I said, how's it going? He said, I'm hanging in there. I said, quite often, every time I call you, tell me I'm hanging in there. I said, this thread must be very strong. He said, this thread is very strong. This thread is my Jesus. You see, you must keep on working, but hanging there, and that thread you are hanging onto is Jesus. Amen? I love that. In the book of Psalm, I'm just start. actually, this is my message. In the book of Psalm 23, verse 3 to 4. Psalm 23, keep on walking. 23, 3 to 4. He said he, this is the, uh, the, 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 one of the best Psalm in the Bible. People convert this Psalm. They relish on this psalm. They dwell upon this psalm. Excuse me. It said, he restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. You see, that is the goal of God, to lead you in the path of his righteousness. But quite often, we do not want that path to be full of shrubs or to be full of anything that will hinder us from going into the path of God's righteousness. But the Bible says, he leads me into the path of his righteousness. Then the next verse says, though, when he's leading me into that path of righteousness, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he's leading me into the path of righteousness. And he's leading me through the valley of the shadow of death. He said, though he lead me, he said, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. What an encouraging word. He say, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You see, we think that God, when he saved us, he saved us to relish on the bed of roses. No. You see, many of us who are married, and, uh, when we uh, give a bunch of roses, mothers, they just pass by. And, uh, many of us give flowers to our wives and, uh, just to bless them. And, uh, and uh, the children give flowers to their, children, uh, to their parents, to their mom. And uh, you see, one thing I have found out, because we have some rose plants in our garden, one thing I have found out is that the real rose is when you give rose, a bunch of rose to your wife or your girlfriend or whatever, every time I look at them, the girl or the lady or the woman, they take that rose, they say, oh, how nice. And they take that rose. They said, how nice. And I found out that every time they take that rose and 
say how nice that rose the bunches the, the, the branches or whatever it does not prick them that is a fake rose it's fake the rose i know in my garden have got thorns in them quite often the life we ought to live is not smooth sailing it has to have thorns in them that is the real life but god help us to overcome the things or the issues of life i said though i walk through this valley of the shadow of death i will fear no evil for you are with me your rod and your staff they comfort me what he's saying is that in the midst of going through the difficulties of life the shadow of death the echo of death he said god is with us he says sometimes during our darkest hour you are not alone he leads you he is involved with you as you walk through that darkness I want to encourage you that you are not alone. God is in the darkness working with you, comforting and encouraging you. Amen? Let us keep walking with Jesus. Let us keep walking with him, knowing fully well that Jesus Christ, he knows the end from the beginning. And he will give us a God outcome. In the book of uh, Isaiah, Chapter 43, chapter 43, verses 1 to 5. It tells us this. It says, But now, thus says the Lord who formed, oh, sorry, thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob. It says, And he who formed you, O Israel. Look at the word of God this morning. He said, Thus says the Lord who created you. Oh, Jacob. God is referring to Jacob even before he really knew him. He's referring to his name when he was a schemer, when he was a he was a thief. He was referring to him before Jacob actually knew him. And then he said, I created you. Quite often we think that the unsaved, God did not create it. God created them also. God knew them. He said he created Jacob. He said then, he said, and he formed, he who formed you, O Israel. Now he is referring to Israel when he actually knew him. And I believe that everybody who is saved ought to have two names. You don't necessarily have to change your name. But spiritually, you should have two names. Number one, the name that was given by your parents and the name that God gave you when you got saved. And that's actually what happened here. He said, oh, Israel. Then he went for, they said, fear not. He said, now you are saved. He said, fear not, for I have redeemed you. He said, he, redemption means he bought us with a price. Charlie says something about uh, how God emptied himself for us. 
He said, I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. That name God is referring to is the redemption name. I've called you by your name. He said, you are mine. Then in verse 2, he said, when you walk through the waters, I will be there. He said, when you walk through the waters, that means God is not going to allow you, okay, or just stand on the side of the sea or the, or, 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 or the river and bid you come over, but he's going to walk with you through the rivers. He said, when I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be born, nor shall the flames scorch you. When you jump quickly, we don't have time to go through. For to verse four, it says, "Since you are, you were precious in my sight. You have been honored, and I have loved you." What a fantastic word! of encouragement to us this morning. Verse five said, fear not, for I am with you. Whatever calamity you might be facing or whatever trouble or pain that seems to, or whatever pain you might be enduring, know for sure that uh, God is with you this morning. He will pass the waters with you. He will take you to the other side, but he is with you. And that is why the Jesus Christ we know, his name is called Emmanuel, God with us. Not the God that is separated, but God with us. Every pain, every difficulty that we might go through, he is with us on going through that difficulties with us. He's leading us to safety. He will walk through the fire with us, helping us so that the fire will not scorch us or the flame will not scorch us. You see, through our scripture, God promised that he will be with his people. He's going to care for his people. He's going to um, lead us and he will never, never abandon his people, whether in life or in death. I just want to hasten to add here that whatever you are going through in life, it has to go through God first before it touches you. Therefore, you are safe. Even when you find yourself in difficult places, God is with you. Many of us don't realize that, but we are so consumed with our problem, like I was, I nearly got killed. But God says he is with you. He will help us pass through. Moses led the children of Israel triumphantly after all the various miracles he did. He led the children of Israel and as they walk out of Egypt with their head high, with all the possession of the Egyptians in their possession, they were walking through. But as they walked out of Egypt, they were faced with the Red Sea. Pharaoh's army was behind them. And they panicked. You see, fear has a tendency to cripple you. 
when you are surrounded with difficulties, it seems there is no way to turn. You panic, fear takes hold. And when fear takes hold, you have a tendency to forget about the miraculous sign of Egypt. And every time I look at the issues I go through in my life, the testimony I shared before, always, I always refer back to that testimony, how God rescued me from my depression, how God rescued me from my anxiety, how God rescued me. And if he can do it, then he will do it again. He gives me an encouragement to know that he is always faithful. You see, fear will steal your courage. There's something about fear that makes you to forget about the miracle of yesterday. You see, when we look back, we can see his faithfulness. We can see his compassion. We can see his mercy upon our lives. Therefore, I encourage you to take heart. If you can do it last week, last month, he will do it again. He said, you are mine. You are precious in my sight. I gave my precious, but empty myself for your sake. Therefore, there's nothing I cannot do for you. When we are faced with issue, we must always look back that God is bigger than our problem. I don't know if I told you this before, that whenever we are faced with issue, you must not tell your problem. You must, sorry, you must not tell God how big your problem is. You must tell your problem how big your God is. The God of the miraculous, who did all the miracles in Egypt, is the same God who will part the way of the Red Sea for you. We must trust in God and keep on walking. Look at what he said. I just said, finish this finally. We must trust in Him and keep on walking. In Exodus 14, 5, 15, sorry. In Exodus 14, verse 15 says, The Lord said to me, Why do you cry to me? Why are you so depressed? He said, Tell the children of Israel to move forward. Keep on walking. He didn't tell them to sit down. He said, Tell the children of Israel to keep on walking. He said, But lift up your rod, the rod of discipline, the rod of miracle. Have you ever thought? Had Moses forgotten the rod back in Egypt, but he took the rod with him, that rod of miracle, that rod that he can lean on, that rod that always reminds him of the miracle power of God. He took that rod. He said, strike that rod. He said, lift the rod and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel, they walk on dry land. Are you in the valley of pain or the, whatever difficulties you might be going through? Or you are in a state of hopelessness? Are you in the valley of decision, not knowing what to do? You need to meditate upon the word of God. For the Holy Spirit will give you clarity of mind. Because God will bring the solution. Actually, the solution might be beside you. 
I want to just finish here and conclude. I say, please don't stop now. Keep walking. God will order your step into your solution. Whenever problems start, strike, focus on the solution. This COVID-19 that is plaguing the world today, that hit the world like a bomb, the world has never stopped. But the world stopped because of this plague. But it is somebody who saw the problem that was plaguing the world. It was somebody who said, no, listen, I need to look for a solution. And that person went about de developing the app that the government is wanting us to download into our phone today. And that individual, though he developed this app, this app that the, the government wants us to download. But this individual is laughing all the way to the bank. I do appreciate those also in our church who are stepping out by faith, who are stepping out by faith, who are currently applying for a job in my mind, I would say employers are laying off staff. And I just want to applaud and appreciate those who are stepping out in faith to still apply for a job and still getting a job. That is, it's really encouraged my faith. I also want to thank God for those, though despite the situation in our world today, People are losing their jobs. People have got a job, they are just trying to hang on to it, don't knowing what will happen. But I want to thank God for those who are stepping, I don't want to name their names, who are stepping and saying, no, I am paying my tithe, I will continue to pay my tithe, but I have decided to step out in faith that every week that same amount I'm paying in my tithe. Pastor, this is $200 every week. Give it to those who are in need. Overseas, wherever, just give it. That is faith. You did not withhold. Whereas others are withholding, I said, no, 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 I think I, need, I don't know what is going to happen tomorrow or next week. They are withdrawing, but yet they are willing to step out in faith to continue to give. I encourage you to keep working. For God will walk with you and lead you into your solution. Keep walking, saints, in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Amen. Praise God. We're going to pray right now. We want to pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, Many of us are going through issues in life. Many of us are anxious, depressed, fighting life's battle. Father, I pray right now that that same God, the
the God who is not a respecter of any person, who have helped me out of my anxiety, out of my pain, out of my difficulties, is the same God we serve today. Father, I pray, Lord God, that you will help, Lord, those who are doing it tough, those who are fighting battle, those, Lord God, who are looking for employment, those, Lord Jesus, who just are just confused, Lord, not having a sense of direction, Lord. Father, I pray, Lord, that you will give them clarity. Let the peace of God that surpass all understanding flow into those individuals right now. That your word this morning will resonate into everyone's heart, Lord. Help us. Even when we are not going through issues, but when the time comes, Lord, I help, help us, Lord, to know, Lord God, that you are still a faithful God. You will do it again. I thank you once again. If you are watching this broadcast, wherever you might be watching it right now, if you want to commit your life to Jesus Christ, this is your opportunity. Yeah. You can just say, Jesus, I come before you this morning. Forgive me my sins. I recognize that I am a sinner. And I recognize, Lord, that you died on the cross for me. Yeah. Forgive me my sin. Help me out, Lord. I cannot help myself. But it's only you that can help me. I know, Lord, that you, you rose again from the grave yeah. on the third day in order to give me life. Right now, Lord, I commit my life into your hand. I pray, Lord, that you will accept me as a part of your family. I don't know what the future is, Lord, but I know, Lord, that you are the author of the future. You know the future. Lead me into my future right now, I pray. I commit my life into your hand. Save me, Lord God. And I thank you. And I know, Lord God, that if I put my trust in you, I know you will never fail me. I thank you once again in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. If you are there, you've done that, let us know. Get in contact with us. The email, the address is on our website. Get in contact. We want to be able to support you and to help you. Bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We thank you for listening to today's message by Pastor Tony Ojemirin. If you would like to respond to the message or have a prayer request, visit wiredforglory.org. Until next time, God bless.